There we go. No idle before it's time. Here's some music, guys. We'll get this going. Guys and girls. Tax the rich. Feed the poor. Tell little show on the road here on the Wednesday edition. Yep, Wednesday edition on the Radio Ranch. It's the 15th of June, middle of the month. 61522. Roger Sales, your host, Eurofolk Radio Network, our home platform. Happy to be here associated with these fine folks and uh, you, the audience, we're happy to have you out there, of course. And our uh, our game is your freedom, so I hope uh, you're interested in your freedom, and if you are, you're here, and uh, you might even have some questions, and of course, that's what we like to do is try and entertain those sorts of things, so let's see here. I don't know. Got a nice full board, it looks like. Good morning, guys, girls. Um, how do you start this morning? I guess had a really nice Patriot lunch yesterday. Met a, a new guy that lives uh, up in Cuenca. Um, used to work for, uh, he was a Charles Schwab uh, manager of some sort really nice guy and sat down opposite him and his name was Hugh and uh, a gregarious type of fellow and uh, first time he'd been with us he, he as I said he lives in Cuenca which is a another very popular spot in Ecuador for expats the problem is with Cuenca is that it's a um, a little bit south and uh, they are affected a little bit more by the cold so it's a little bit different climate uh, about the same elevation as us supposed to be stunningly beautiful in a valley of mountains with three rivers that come through there that all meet in the town it's uh, but from what I understand Jack's been down there and taken a lot of people live there of course that's where Mike Adams uh, was hanging when he was uh, living down here in Ecuador and uh, uh, this guy Hugh lives there and um, it turns out he's from Charlotte he sat down and mentioned something about Charlotte and I said well I used to work Charlotte and uh, brought back some of my record business stuff y'all remember uh, you remember Robin Williams obviously okay uh, there was a, a radio jock that was from the Charlotte area, very notorious in his day. I believe he's dead now. His name was Jay Thomas, and uh, he was the morning man at the big station in Charlotte. is called Ways W A Y S, and uh, it's owned uh, was owned. I guess they're probably I don't know if they're still alive or not. The Kaplans, a Jewish couple, Sis uh, and and Stan Kaplan were the owners, and they owned W A Y S in Charlotte, and they owned another uh, notorious radio station from the old days in jacksonville called big ape w-a-p-e and those were those their two properties and so anyway i started dropping some of those names oh yeah i know him i know him so it ended up he actually knew the guy i bought my house from in atlanta uh who went on to charlotte and did the was the weatherman up there at wsoc uh in charlotte on tv for a long time and so it was kind of nice running into somebody where you got you know old-time mutual friends and you can talk and about things that you both are late and uh, he was a real nice guy he's got a this is kind of interesting i should probably if i had to i got his card but i don't know if i can see any of this stuff anyway he's got a flower business you know flowers is a big business in ecuador ecuador is one of the world suppliers of flowers uh it's been diminished a little bit with all of this uh, sanctions and stuff because uh 
somewhere around 20% of the flowers that they exported went to Ukraine or Russia. And so those aren't piping out anymore. Bananas, too. It's it's uh, put a hitch in our giddy-up on the banana exports here in Ecuador. But uh, anyway, so uh, his uh, business, some of you might be interested in following up on this, really. I didn't cut any kind of a deal with him. He just got a special on. You can get 50 long-stem roses, Ecuadorian roses, 50, delivered to your door in the U.S. for $78. I don't know what if you go down and call the florist there and ask them to deliver a dozen long stem red roses over to your mom or your girlfriend or your aunt or uncle or whoever. I don't know what that costs these days, but I guarantee it probably eclipsed 78. You get 54 here. So anyway, we had a nice conversation. It was a really nice lunch yesterday. And as I said, we had wonderful weather. So hopefully our weather pattern is changing into our summer pattern and, uh, so we'll see anyway that was the uh high point i guess yesterday was meeting hugh and he's very interested in this information and uh so i need to get it to him and uh we just had a uh, quite a nice lunch yesterday so anyway uh on the uh on the world front i don't know of anything particularly earth shattering that's happened between yesterday and today does anybody there's a couple of things i did want to discuss i think of some import but I was going to check with you guys to see if there's anything anybody else had they uh, that they'd seen or heard about or, or wanted to bring forward and, and discuss or thought it was important enough here at the you know the front end of the show we kind of just give general news and stuff like that and cover important things that might have been either come up or come to our attention. So anyway, I wanted to give you that opportunity here this morning. Anybody got anything? Roger. Yes, sir. Daniel's that Daniel. Sure is. I have really good news. Oh, good. Um, so that guy we talked to on Saturday, um, he went on vacation, but my but another guy that put on the the seminar that they all went to, um, I talked to for quite a while. Oh, you did? Yeah, Bill, Bill, and I didn't want to bother him with you. Um, so I I learned to break down the, the information once again that we get on. Uh, on matrix stocks and matrix stocks and i'm just sending him the interview with the lady that that lady that uh you, you did such a wonderful job oh deanna spingola that's that's all i do because if you send them I, if i look at that page and look at all the information oh yeah it's, it's overwhelming yeah i know so what i did i broke it down in little little bites and i gave it to my sister i gave it to him and i've been giving it to everybody just so that yeah, hear the whole thing out no, no. What? What do you? What do I know? My sister goes. I want to do that. I want to do the national. She wants to do it, and so she's filming it out. And she said, "You know, she's a chapter leader of Weston A. Price, and they have uh, thousands of leaders all over the world, and they oh have their Lord. little website where you can hear the buzz from the leaders." And um, she said, "There's talk about." A lot of talk about this national thing in there. You know, just buzz. No one seems to know what they're talking about. Right. It, like, ah. It's it's like you know the what, I thought of it the other day, Daniel. It's just like you remember hearing the story of the thousand monkey theory. Yeah, that's that's kind of what this reminds me of because it just gets to a point and you're hearing a buzz. You you use the right word, a buzz, and yeah. people are discussing it. They don't have any idea for the most part, and they certainly uh, don't don't have the full scope and purview of this. But uh, they're talking about it, so that's good. We're real close. 
Well, it's even bigger than that because she, I, I knew we, we could call all these chapter leaders because they're all listed. And, and that's not cool. They don't want you to be calling them and hounding them with this yeah. politics and stuff. But I knew that if my sister bought in, figured it out, which she has, uh, she sent me an email saying that there's this one guy that did the national thing and he didn't pay his taxes and now he lost his house. Well, it could not be what we're doing. Or not only that, he just filled out a damn form, didn't know what he's doing, which is stupid. Um, and who and who knows what form he was because he wouldn't. He would have come on here and told us it was us. It's not us. And she said that um, she just said she sees this is the only thing that can really remedy. I mean, they're into all kinds of politics and what's going on lately, and a lot of people are getting sick from something new. It's I, I think it's five G. That's on the buzz, but. But she said she sees this as the only hope we have. And so she's going to start sharing that. And she believes well, um, that will get up to the per- person who runs the office of Wesley Price. And then that will get to Sally Fallon, who is the gal that started. She's incredible. And I said, wouldn't it be awesome if you and I and Sally and maybe Paul and, and Roger can uh, – set up Roger to talk to Sally. And so that's our hope. Okay. Anyway, if that happens, it's, the, it's going to explode. Now, anyway. we're, we're close to getting to some of these real pivotal distribution points of information, and uh, I believe I agree with your sister. And I'd, I'd rephrase, it's the last peaceful positive thing we've got to do you know we're we're told to redress our grievances and to do this and we're supposed to do all this according to our maker peacefully if possible and we're trying everything uh and this is the last ditch resort right here if they don't recognize this as i've said when i'm people have confronted me over the years well, what if they don't recognize it well i guess we all know what the rules are then don't we yep see we don't know what the rules are now They've got their set of rules, and we've got our set of rules. But that's changing, and this changes that, see? Yeah, I told her, I said, this is the only hope we have, and hope we're on time. And and that's a comment I get back from people is, you know, my God, thank God I got some hope. I mean, I've heard that a number of times from people here when they get presented with this, and they finally get their arms around it, you know? Um, I appreciate it. I wanted to say I appreciated that guy, Ralph from connecticut that called in on the rbn show the other night that that saw exactly what this is you know some people see it and they don't see what it is they see what you can do with it and they get the the overall surface picture but they don't get the deep picture here see and that guy ralph got the deep picture all right so i i appreciated his phone call the other night but i appreciate daniel the effort that you and paul and a lot of the people and jeff and the other people are putting in gary i don't want to leave him out and the people that are really out they're uh you know putting forth some effort on their own time to try and and advance this and spread it uh that's the way you know if we can just get to one of these big platforms and all of a sudden they got a few tens of millions of these things hitting them at the state department what do you think these bastards are going to do they're going to fold their tent and leave they have to there's nothing they can do and it would take down the whole U.S. I mean, that's the whole power of this, see, but people don't see that, and um, uh, it's in the it's on the Lord's timetable, you know. So anyway, yep. I just uh, I've come to uh, that conclusion, and all I know is I'm supposed to get up and do these shows, and 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 try and get hold of you guys and girls out there, and uh, find the ones that want to come and and learn to dance and teach how to dance here, you know. 
So uh, anyway, and I'm glad to have you, and we meet some wonderful people uh, that we probably never would have crossed paths with, and we cross paths with a with a similar mental uh, platform that just uh, um, immediately connects us. When you get with somebody that's onto this just like you are, it's an immediate connection of absolute base truth, and uh, it just seems like you always get to be great friends because you got a lot in common automatically because you're both into this see so i mean you've seen it over and over again and uh so tickled to have you and uh, and of course uh, that's what we're here for is to try and help everybody understand so everybody can get out and spread the message here you know that's been one of our big goals is to try and get this reduced down to where you can just see somebody in line at the grocery store and just start up a conversation hey are you a let me ask you a question are you a citizen of the united states or a citizen of the united states of america and then you shut up you leave that right there on their plate, okay? Or you use one of the other equivocations, you know, the, some of the little tricks and the approaches and the things we've figured out and tried to teach you. So anyway, that's where that is. That's good news, Daniel. And, uh, yeah, just I guess you should tell the audience we had a discussion uh, Saturday, not a long one. Uh, I enjoyed that, by the way, Daniel and Paul. I thought he was a real nice guy. Uh, we had a, uh, what, 30 minutes maybe? something Something like that that. about a 30 minute discussion with mike column of the pma guy and he was getting ready to go off into the mountains and the lakes and woods of north california for a week and try and get away from all this crap as much as possible i think so he's off there enjoying some lake hopefully he's catching some good fish and uh we'll talk to him when he gets back but uh, uh he was he picked it up real quick okay i mean there there wasn't any questions about the validity or anything else and i just like i said he was getting ready and packing to go camp and his wife was there in the background and all that and i just said look let's just hit the high points of this and if you can download one of these interviews like spingola uh or tom d and and somehow take it with you because you're not going to have internet out where you are and uh listen to that when you got time and noodle on it while you're off there on vacation might help and we'll talk to you when you get back so we're waiting to get with him when he gets the indians away from the wagons you know if you're gone for a week it takes two weeks to catch up generally uh but i thought that was a real good conversation and uh, he was a real nice guy paul what were your uh, thoughts on that um i think it was uh huge fun hmm. yeah huge fun nice the, guy, the guy very uh, nice guy the guy was bright and uh he jumped right on it he's he's had exposure to uh national status in, in various shapes and forms well you know what he said do you remember his comment paul he said i have usually multiple people asking me about this every day remember him saying that yeah there is there's a lot of buzz out there they're just not buzzing yeah yet yet well we're gonna we're gonna take some shungite and paint our beehive and we'll get get the beeves coming in man with the good (laughs) with the good pollen and honey you know oh yeah so uh, I'm going to order some of that shungite stuff. Actually, I was watching a little more of that video. That isn't that's amazing stuff now. And it, uh, we we may have mentioned it last week or so briefly. Do y'all remember talking about shungite? Yeah, carbon sixty. It's C sixty, solid C sixty. And the amazing thing to me, and I sent this to Chuck. Actually, my my friend Steve that turned me on to this is probably one of my two oldest contiguous friends. You know, and we still stay in touch and. Mm-hmm. 
he's just a he's a zany kind of guy and uh he's the one that actually put me in touch with sarah westall and uh, he firmed that up and i think i told you the story he was a friend of mine years ago that printed up that paul revere rides again and would so diligently send it out all over the united states this is back in the early 90s now okay and his paul revere rides again document even made an adl white paper one time (laughs) way to go steve uh, but Steve's the one that turned me on to that. And uh, you can get a, uh, I believe I put the link last week on a show, but I can do it again and stick it up there. This is something that, honestly, all of us is very inexpensive. I, I think for $8, you can get a piece of Shungite in a necklace-type format and hang it over your, your neck. And it, uh, it seems to dissipate um, all these electro waves uh i watched the third there's three videos on that website there and uh, the third one is with this beekeeper guys a retired army guys did you guys watch these videos does anybody watch these daniel you or paul since i i haven't watched them yet well it's very interesting okay and this one guy was uh what was he he was a um retired army colonel and he got into uh, their own uh, organic, natural stuff, and they raise bees. And they've been dealing with colony collapse, which has been going on for decades now, right? The bees get disoriented. They don't come back to the hive, and the colony collapses. And so they got shungite, and they got it down to a powder form, and they put it in some type of a paint-type situation, and they painted the outside of the hives with shungite. And lo and behold, it turned the whole colony around. He said when he first started messing with it, he took a couple of pieces of the shungai, just a black rock, you know, and he put it on the entrance to the hive where the bees come in on that landing, you know. They come in on a little landing, and then they go go into the hive. And the minute they put the rocks down there, all the bees on the landing gravitated to be next to the rocks. Okay. And that's what spurned him to paint the uh, outside of the hives, and then that cured the whole thing. He said they went from, oh, God almighty, I wish I could remember the figures. It was astounding. It went from 50,000 to 500,000 bees in like almost no time. Boom. That's correct. Okay. And uh, was that were those numbers right, Jeff? I mean, it's startling, right? Yes, he said beekeepers across the country were experiencing 60% to 100% loss of hives and bees. So I sent that to Chuck. I, we hadn't heard from Chuck lately. Chuck's our beekeeper from Oklahoma there. But uh, that's just very cool, you know. And for like 8 or $8 or something, you can get a piece of this. And you can even get cubes you can put in water and all kinds of stuff. I'll stick the website back up there on the show description today on the Shungite. But it's, uh, you know, when you pay $70 a bottle for it from Greska and you get a whole rock for like seven bucks, it just seems like a good deal, you know? And dirt cheap. Do what is dirt cheap. It's rock cheap and uh, only comes from one place. And evidently, this, I remember hearing about this when C60 first came around, that there were places on the earth, a couple of them, one in Russia, where they actually, what evidently happened is they must have got hit there they 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 suspect they theorize is the word i'm looking for they theorize that that spot right there and you can see the mine they got some pictures of it 
uh, surface mine, placer mine. Uh, but they uh, speculate that that area might got, have gotten hit with a meteorite or something years ago. And that impact is what changed everything, turned it into C60. Anyway, it's, C, it's solid C60. So uh, I'll stick that up there if you want to. I would highly suggest, suggest with these emf pollution days that we're all in and getting more intense as we go forward that uh this would be a good spot to throw a few federal reserve notes quite frankly so that was very cool um i thought and uh i was not sold on the idea of of these minerals having any kind of effect until i watched that video that went through the explanation of a magnet with the north pole and south pole and each side the, the elements are traveling in the rightward direction and all the things that are deleterious to our health and whatnot rotate in the opposite direction. So magnets either attract or repel. And so this is why shungite repels these other things because because of that difference in direction of rotation. Yeah, pol- polarity stuff. And uh, very interesting and uh seven or eight dollars pretty cheap price to pay you pay you know hundreds of dollars for some of these other gimmicks that people have out there so this one's a god thing and it's pretty inexpensive so it's called shungite and uh don't be fooled you 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 need to evidently there's uh, imposters that are selling onyx and other similar type uh rock substances out there that might look like it but they're not real shungite so be sure you're sticking with somebody that's reputable hey rock hey who's mike Hey, you think it would be beneficial to buy a whole bunch of it, powder it down, and pour it in paint, and paint your inside of your house or your room? I I, 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 I would imagine you'd probably get the same uh, effect the bees did, honestly. Evidently, it forms like a Faraday cage. And the stuff's cheap. I'll put the link up there, and you can look at it and maybe write them and ask them or whatever, but that doesn't sound like a bad idea at all, Mike. Because I know they, they can sell a, a lead, some kind of powder lead additive you can add to paint to do the same thing. Really? They're letting you put lead back in paint? No, this is personal use. I see. I see. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, that's a good idea. Another application, if you were, especially if you're sensitive to this electronic uh, pollution that we're all experiencing these days. Uh, that may be another relatively inexpensive answer too. Anyway, I'll put the uh, I'll put the link to the Shungite deal up there for you guys, and uh, if you want to avail yourself of it, please feel free. Uh, um, Daniel, I'm, I'm Paul, there's Paul. Paul's right got now. something else. Go ahead, Paul. What you got? Hi, hi. I'm on a website right now, and and they actually have pre-powdered shungite, one thousand grams for six dollars and seventy. There you go. They've already crushed it for you. It's pre-pattered, dude. It's it's ready to go. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. Fine, thank you, Steve. We appreciate you. Um, so that was one thing. I see. I was listening to uh, as uh, we went into the program today. I was listening to the X twenty two interview with bill holter i like bill holter a lot i followed him and sinclair for years and i used to be much more involved in the financial side of this than i am these days um but uh they were going over the situation in russia and the fact that you know do you understand what happened in the 70s because there's a couple of things in the early 70s that happened that were 
significant. You know, for one, uh, August 15th of 71. Uh, anybody know what that date was? Is that, is that a day that will live in infamy to anybody? That was the day Nixon took us, closed the goal window. Okay. And so what happened then, if you're not aware of this, and I'm sure there's people that aren't, is, you know, the Bretton Woods thing after World War II. First of all, let's back up a little bit. It's kind of interesting history. And I actually went to the trouble of researching it some years ago, um, all the way back to World War I. And so uh, I, I got very curious when I saw a couple of quotes from John Maynard Keynes. And, of course, he's the father of the bastard fiat system screaming homosexual uh had an estate next to the rothschilds obviously they bought it for him nobody knew who the hell he was he's a unknown economist until world war one in versailles and then they trotted his ass out and brought out this whole theory well i saw some quotes from john maynard Keynes, and one of them was from a uh, manchester uh manchester commercial newspaper there in about 1922 and it said uh he said, we all believe the gold standard would revise commerce like nothing else. Now, that's John Maynard Keynes speaking. Okay, So I started looking into it, and uh, I found what had happened, and you can go look this up and research it yourself. Um, I believe they're called the Genoa Accords of 1922, Genoa like in Italy where they had one of these meetings, confabs. And see, here's the problem they had is the one of the reasons they wanted to go to war is these guys had tapped all the central banks in Europe uh, to the point of maximizing their credit, you know, stealing as much as they could. And it was getting to the point of exposure about like right now, probably. And if you'll remember at that point uh, that we're talking about, the U.S. necessarily didn't have a central bank or else it was still new. And that was one of the reasons they evidently wanted to get us into World War One, so they could set up the U.S. and set up a central bank over here, the Federal Reserve, and they could start screwing us because they'd already screwed people on Europe to the extent. So that was a lot of the setup. So what they had to do at that point, the world was on a metal standard you know as circulating metals were the medium of exchange and so they immediately took those out of circulation and they started cranking up the fiat uh, uh, the john maynard Keynes fiat machine and they cranked and they cranked and they cranked and that got them through the war and then they didn't have to worry about the central banks being up against the wall in credit they could just alternate over to this fiat stuff and start the presses which is again you know <laughs> I told you they always do the same thing over and over again. Okay, so what they're doing now. And uh, at the end of the war, now they had a problem because they had inflated the monetary su supplies in all these countries by magnitude, see. And now people wanted to go back and they wanted to get back to some sort of a, a metal standard. But they had all this fiat that they'd overprinted and they had to go back. England went back to a gold standard, but this is the way they did it. You could cash in your gold and get pounds, but only a kilo or more. So if you had less than a kilo of gold, you couldn't cash it in to get a redemption. 
So they had a um, they had a big confab. This is what I was going to tell you. You can go look up. I think it's called the Genoa Accords of 1922, where they discussed all these stuff, and this policy was hammered out. Okay, and so uh, that was them getting rid of the metal standard we know what happened in our country on march the 9th of 33 when they roosevelt took basically he took all the circulating gold because people were starting to run on the bank by the way you know you could get a 20 dollar gold certificate have y'all seen has anybody seen those when you go to gun shows and stuff and you see old currency have you ever seen one of the uh, gold notes nobody's ever seen one well, they used to have circulating gold notes, you know, where it says Federal Reserve note and then silver certificate. Well, these were gold certificates, and the indicia was gold. You know, everything where you're green on your Federal Reserve notes or blue on the U.S. notes or red on the U.S. notes and blue on the silver certificates. That's what it is. You know, I'm talking about the indicia, the coloring on the note. You know, the little round wheel over there and stuff. Well, they're different colors for different types of notes, see? And the gold certificate was gold. It was pretty cool. I used to have one. Uh, and you could take your $20 circulating gold certificate and go to the bank and get you a St. Gaudens. And uh, people were starting to do that. And that's one of the other impetuses when they uh, took the gold and closed all that. Well, um, they switched us out, and that's when they switched the system. And, of course, gold was illegal to own or hold, own, I guess, in the U.S. until, was it the 80s? I think it was the 80s. Does anybody know? the? I shouldn't play these. The guy that is responsible for us being able to own gold and silver by minted by our mint today is Ron Paul. And when Ron Paul was a junior uh, a representative in the House of Representatives back in the 80s, He's literally single-handedly, I've read and heard, walked that bill through Congress and got it passed and signed where the mint was starting to mint gold and silver again. Thank you, Ron Paul. Okay. So uh, for all those years, we, uh, we had those limitations. Now, they had a real big obstacle because they only got the gold in 33. They didn't mess with the silver because the silver was the primary base thing of all of our coins. Okay, and so they couldn't take both of those out, and it took them a long time, and they had one really, really, really big obstacle to overcome before they could take the silver out of circulation and start giving us these copper nickel clad things that we deal with now. Does anybody know what that obstacle was? They got rid of it in the '60s, but it was a re- it was the one thing that was holding them back from taking that silver out of circulation. Does anybody know what that was? Nobody. Anybody got a guess? No guesses. They had to get it rigged where a lighter coin could trigger a vending machine and not get kicked out, and the person could get what they put the money in for. So it was the guy that figured that out on how to get a cupro nickel coin past the sensors of the vending machine that it was a real coin. And that was what opened the door for them taking all the silver out of circulation. Isn't that interesting? Okay. So that's when they did that in the mid-60s. And um, we've been running then on 70 in 71, which I started out talking about August 15th, 1971, was when Nixon closed the gold window. So we got that anniversary every year. It's not too far away. 
Now, do you remember what happened when they – Bretton Woods, after World War II, they had this big meeting at this big fancy place up in New Hampshire, I think, Bretton Woods. And they hammered out a world system where the U.S. was tied to gold at $35 an ounce. Remember that old official amount? $35 an ounce. And then all the fiat currencies of the world were, were associated with the dollar and the exchange stuff. So it wasn't that all the currencies were backed by it, but the U.S. was, and that was the international standard set forth at Bretton Woods in 48, I think late 40s after World War II. And so what happened was we got into Vietnam, remember? And de Gaulle, who was running France, sensed that we were running the printing presses on the fiat dollars and we weren't adhering to this gold connection that was set forth at Bretton Woods. He, I guess, obviously, he knew these bastards, you know. And so what the deal was is you could take dollars and turn them in and get gold. And so France started sending literally boatloads of Federal Reserve notes over and carrying gold out, and they were draining the, the gold reserves. Literally, and that's what motivated Nixon to close the gold window. Okay, so since then, the whole world's been on fiat. All right, so that was through the 70s, and then if you'll remember, if you're old enough or you've been astute enough to study the history of this period financially, is that's when we got in. We got this uh, this peanut farmer from Georgia. Hi, I'm Jimmy Carter. I'm running for president. It ain't no bigger than a peanut. So we got Jimmy Carter in there, and he starts going the printing presses and the inflation like we're experiencing now, um, probably not as bad as we're experiencing now. And that's, of course, when Jimmy Carter got voted out and Bush and them pulled the October surprise. Reagan got in, and he appointed this big, tall, lanky guy named Paul Volcker, uh, six foot eight. Paul Volcker's a huge individual, uh, appointed Paul Volcker over to the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and you may or may not remember, but he carried what they're deliberating on right now, today, as a matter of fact, this very day. I think the Federal Reserve uh, Committee's meeting this week, okay, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, So now they've got the same problem of runaway inflation, and how do you quell inflation? Anybody? I mean, I know I got some economic students out there. How do you quell inflation like that? Recession? You raise interest rates. Okay, the problem is they got too much circulating currency, too many of these fake dollars chasing too few goods, and that's what's causing the prices to go high. So how do you quell that and turn it around? You start raising interest rates so they aren't printing that money anymore. People aren't letting their synagogue buddies buy it at 0% interest they never have to pay back. And so you may or may not remember, I had a house back then, and we had gotten it at, I don't, I don't, it's about 6%, maybe, something like that, was not a tremendously great rate. By the way, the interest rates on housing have doubled since December. There were 3.0 something. You could get a 30 year loan for 3.05 or something in December. It's now 6.35 or something yesterday. So it's doubled in six months. 
Okay, And uh, the only way to quell that is to raise the interest rate. And Paul Volcker raised the interest rate, and they do it. Well, he did it in the bond market. And that's what started this bond market that's crashing right now. 30 40 years ago was this move right here and they started paying 22 percent on it on bonds 22 percent folks okay was the interest rate and that's what they're having to do right now and if they start raising the interest rate they're talking about maybe even raising it what did i hear two and a half points by the end of the year two and a half points on the interest rate do you know what that does it takes the debt and it makes the debt unpayable Okay, so that's why they're having to resist it. And what they've done, this is the snake eating its tail again with all this fiscal monetary miscalculation and misappropriation and, and, and the things they've been doing where they can steal all this stuff. Now they got the snake eating its tail. And to quell that, they got to go back and start raising interest rates. And then that puts all of those interest payments at incredibly higher percentage or numbers i don't know the numbers but boy on just even the national debt you start putting a half a point or a point interest on top of that and the results would stagger you okay so that's where we are right now and uh, the result of all that and the the backing off of the gold window in 71 and all the subsequent things and the the 30 40 year bond market that's crashing right now which is on the tail end of about a 250 year bond market cycle so you got two cycles coinciding down at the same time okay so that's where we are you know physically and uh, what russia did that was so slick was in 71 remember the gas lines I heard somebody talking about this the other day. Remember the gas shortages in the early 70s? Some of y'all are old enough to remember that, right? Hell yes. All right. Now, I, I remember because I was, that was when I was getting my job in Atlanta with Mercury. And I got a call on – this guy called me on the Wednesday or something. And he goes – uh, or maybe even maybe about that Wednesday. He said, well, yeah, we got a, a, an opening here. I got an interview for you. My boss is coming in on Friday. So I literally had to drop what I was doing, drive up to Atlanta, go through that interview on Friday. They called me on Saturday and gave me the job, and they wanted me to report back for work on Monday. So I had to drive back to Panama City, move everything out of my apartment. My parents were out of town at an AA convention. So all I could do literally was to dump all of my stuff in their living room and get a plane Monday to Atlanta and go start this new career of mine. Okay. And so we're coming back and that was in this period of time in the uh in the gas thing out of uh, you know where there's seven or eight tankers sitting offshore but there's a big gas shortage in long lines and they were closing stations for unavailability. So we're in Atlanta. I got to get back to uh, to Panama City to move and I'm with my fiance in her her little white little Triumph TR7 and we're on the south side of Atlanta down there coming leaving Atlanta going back to Florida. And I pull in at some big, big uh, 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 gas station, and we're sitting in line, and we get where we're the next car to get to the pump, and the guy comes out and puts that barricade there and says, I'm sorry, we're closing the line. 
and I got out and started begging the guy, man. I mean, Please, ma'am, I got to get to Florida. I got this job. And so I finally, he relinquished and he let us in. And I remember he went to my fiance and says, your boyfriend is very persuasive. <laughs> So we got enough gas and got to Florida, and I got back and started work on Monday. But uh, that's the kind of stuff that was happening. Now, what they were technically doing is they were changing Bretton Woods and the world monetary system. And because de Gaulle had caught him fudging on the gold and basically backed him into a corner like we're doing with this affidavit here, okay? And so that's when he sent Henry Kissinger over with the Saudis, and they cut the deal to where the Saudis' oil backed our dollar. And that's when it became the petrodollar. And that's why every central bank in the world has had to have and hold U.S. bonds to support their oil activity with Saudi Arabia because that was the new monetary standard of back in the back in the fiat currency. Okay, well, all that's going away now. Gone away. Gone, gone. Bye bye. Saudi Arabia is dealing with China in yen and Russia flipped the system on them. As now Russia has a monopoly, or it seems, a, a, a great stranglehold on the huge supply of these uh, precious resources of energy, okay? And then they go, well, you got to pay for it in rubles. We don't want to. Evidently, I was hearing Bill Holter talk about a speech Putin gave just recently, and he said, we're, we're not going to anymore give real goods for fake stuff. I don't think that's exactly how he said it, but, you know, he understands the monetary game and what these creeps are doing. And I'm no longer going to let you just run the presses and give us this paper with nothing that ain't worth a flip, and we're going to give you something that's real. We're not going to do that anymore. We're requiring that all countries that want to do business with us use the ruble. And then he goes behind the scenes and ties the ruble to gold. 5,000 ruples for one gram of gold. Or, if you don't want to use ruples, we'll always accept gold. So now Russia has flipped the world standard on them because they've got almost a monopoly on some of these things. Do you know that Russia, and I heard this on some video I was watching last night, I was really shocked. They literally control the world uranium market, uranium mining, or if they don't have the mines, they control the process of enriching it. And to the point where if they decide not to sell uranium to, say, France, France has a huge percentage of their power as nuclear, okay? So they won't have any nuclear uh, uh, replenishment there. So Russia's got gas, oil, and they got a hold on this nuclear stuff. That was what, remember, the Clintons were doing a big deal with giving them rights to the uranium mines out in Nevada years ago that they got caught doing. So anyway, it's a very interesting situation, and I, I really like uh, Vlad the Destroyer and how slick he is. And one little move, and he turns the table on these bastards. Oh, we're just going to require Rupels, and by the way, we're going to attach our Rupels to gold. Boom. See ya. Bye. Okay. It's a banking war. It is. It's a war. Well, it always goes down to a war over this economic stuff. I mean, it's always at the base of it, you know. But anyway, that's kind of the history. <coughs> like I said, I've done many years of study on this. And uh, uh, that's kind of the progression of events and the way that it unfolded and stuff. And it's very interesting. Um, 
but that's where we are okay so hopefully you know a bunch of you smart folks here uh have over the years you, you dollar cost average you don't have to acquire a whole lot if you got junk silver and you could have bought that back when there was no premium on it at all and there was a lot of availability or uh you know i bought the metals i've got i bought over 20 years ago you know and uh so just been sitting on them for all these years uh, reluctantly having to liquidate them when i had to but uh i've still got some and unfortunately it's in your uruguay so most of it's in uruguay so anyway if i have to i guess i'll go back to uruguay to get it but i got a situation down there that i can manipulate a little bit so we'll see as we go forward anyway uh hopefully our folks have taken the heed done the preparation got you some food gotten yourself out of the cities and uh gotten yourself some uh, reserve don't forget cash will be king for a while because everybody's conditioned to it and they'll still recognize it but hopefully you've taken the uh the direction of revelation 18 and come out of her you know that's what we're supposed to do come out of her tells us twice so uh, anybody got a comment on all that's but big dump of information right there yeah oh i and uh, i was on the uh, shungite website uh, the the prices for the Shungite are dirt cheap. They However, are. They ship everything with DHL, and it's 65 bucks just to ship $20 worth of rocks. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> That's yeah, one particular I mean, site, yes. Yeah, Shungite yeah. Life. So they only use DHL, or like the embassies, right? U.S. State Department won't use anybody but DHL, too. Is obviously, it's a Rothschild company. Um, I don't know. They're from Russia. Okay, so you got it. You got to order, and 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 then the shipping is sixty five. They're shipping you from Russia, sixty five bucks, huh? Yep. For is that for the base package? Okay. Uh, well, apparently, I I only got like twenty bucks worth of stuff. I got I got like a twenty dollar uh, twenty dollar pile of Shungite individual elite rocks and uh, one Shungite pendant. <laughs> So it was like a total of twenty eight bucks in my shopping cart, and it was almost a hundred by the time it got done calculating shipping. Yikes! Who did you buy it from, Paul? Um, I didn't actually buy it because I'm I'm a, I'm a poor broke little 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 guy. And um, well, well, what what website did you get it? The, from? the this yeah. the Shungite website we've been talking about, and that I was going to post. I posted last okay, week. I was going to post that people have been posting. So yeah, store.shungite.com. Um, well, that's the is that the website that we sent out with the videos on it, Paul? Um. <clears throat> Or do you just do a search and come up with Shungite? No, I don't. I, I, I don't um, think they have any videos on this website. No, they don't have any. Okay, videos. well then, then let's let's try another one here. I'd be looking for those videos. So if anybody's right, got well, the link, hold on. I'll, I'm, I'm going to find it and send it to you. But I got to look through some open tabs here. So give me a minute. Hey, uh, there's a. I uh, copied from the uh, chat room into the Roger Sales Tatanga. There's one, two. Three, four, five sources in there now. In Chitango? Yeah, Carillion Heritage, Money, uh, Earth Protection. Earth, per- Earth Protection is the one I got. Earthprotection.com is the website. Yeah, Monique says that was in the chat the other day. Okay. And then there's uh, paulstore.shungite.com. And they say be very careful about who you're buying this from because there's some Chinese outfits that are shipping out onyx and other types of rocks that do not have these qualities. So you got to be careful. 
Did we just get knocked off? Hello. Uh, I don't know if that's Daniel. And then Malika yeah. looks at a receipt and she has shungit-store.com. Uh, beautiful website. I love it. Oh, uh, hello. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, the yeah. check got wiped out for me. Okay. We're back, though, right? Everybody can hear? Looks yeah. like. Okay. All right. Yeah, earthprotection.com is the Shungite website that my friend sent me. And uh, it's got three videos there in the middle that talks about the bees, things that we discussed, and the other things that are very, very insightful and interesting, to say the least. And so, uh, earthprotection.com, and I don't know about their shipping, so you might want to check with them. They may get bulk shipping, shipping in the U.S., I don't know. Uh, But anyway. Um, I guess the fact that you're paying 65 bucks in DHL from Russia is probably indicative it might be real, right, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Okay. So, anyway, that's a, that's one idea. So, find out if that shipping is the same here on this Earth Protection, if you would. I can't imagine paying $8 for a pendant and $65 to get it to you. Right. So, anyway. um if y'all will look into that while we're talking and stuff, I'd appreciate it. Get us back an answer. Um, I never could find that word order on there. I was looking through it. but uh, So, anyway, uh, that's where we are. Any questions or comments on all that information? Shungite and the economy and gold and silver and all that kind of stuff? The exchange rates, the world monetary system? Any questions there? Boy, you guys are a non-responsive bunch today. <clears throat> Um, well, the earth earthsprotection.com, I mean, they've got like uh, pretty pendants and all that happy stuff, but they don't have any raw ones. They're all polished and carved and they're all, they're all natural pieces made unnatural. I just want a raw piece of shungite on a string. Can you do that for me? I don't know. You'll have to look and see, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> So anyway, be nice stuff to have. I'd like to. I really would like to get some of that Shungite stuff. So yeah, um, I'm saving it in my shop folder. I, that that, it, that it, actually, you can see the on the video there. They've got the B thing. Um, uh, that's about as much proof as I generally need to move forward on something. Is to watch the little old bees and how it affected them. Feel so sorry for all these creatures, God's creatures, the birds, you know, they're getting fallen out of the sky by a whole flock falls out of the sky with some harp crap and you know, the bees are getting disoriented and they don't come back to the hive and all this crap from this same bunch here that's pulling all this garbage. Oh, do we the world needs to be rid of these bastards, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, a world, no doubt, it'd be, there's a lot of problems, and I don't know that it'd be a perfect world, but by far, obviously, it wouldn't because there's humans involved. But, man, I'll tell you, the world these guys have cooked up for us, it's just a travesty. Well, I think, I think that uh, humanity in general has, has been demonized on, on a number of fronts um, solely because there are evil POSs and they're making all of us look bad, and and they're causing humanity to struggle because they've they've had to fight for everything, and they they have actually turned humanity uh, dark. 
Yep. It caused the the worst examples of humanity to come out in people where it never would have come out, and it's because of the stress and the pressure by these evil bastards. Well, it's because they turn everything dialectically to evil. Okay. Yes. And uh, as uh, as Tupper Saucy told me that one comment that he made that had such an impact on me years ago, right before he passed away, I said, "Don't Roger, don't you understand? They can only rule evil." So they've got to make it evil so they can rule it. Otherwise, they got no control over it. So what's going unsaid here is everyone has been told and accepted rejecting Christ and God. Pretty much. Pretty much, Murr. Hey, Roger. Yes, who we got? Uh, Samuel. <clears throat> oh, hey, Samuel. Didn't recognize your voice. How you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, the guy that I, uh, what is his name? Um, Norm, I think Norbert Hauser. He's the guy that we I got the quantum water thing from and the quantum protective device on my phone and uh, and the person. Oh, he's that guy that's on uh, rents all the time, I think. Protect Pro. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thanks again. <laughs> I always forget everything on him, but I read. I read. Was on his site. I probably spent uh, twelve hours there getting knowledge, and I can't remember the guy's name or his company name. Anyway, <laughs> he he two years ago or so, he was looking for beekeepers, and he was going to give them a device uh, just to make sure. Or or and the deal was they get the device, but they have to give him feedback on a monthly basis on how the bees were doing. And uh, I think I'm going to have to send him an email and find out if uh, how that worked out. Because yeah, I mean, we have very very few little uh, activity from honeybees anymore in this area, um, and there's really no big farming or anything where the pesticides would. Uh, destroy their uh world it's more likely uh i would think the uh the cell towers and such well that's what in that in that video with uh, the guy was there's two guys that are being interviewed on that third video there about the bees and one of them is the ex uh the former army officer and the other that he hooked up with interestingly enough was a big financial guy from europe who was retired that was in the financial industry and what he's doing is trying to get financing to help the general get all this information spread for the bees and they're working together very closely so it's worth uh, going to that uh, earth protection earth's protection i'm not sure if it's singular or plural but going to that website you can figure it out and watching those three videos they're in the middle of the page they're all three worth watching they're not very long they're pretty short you also brought up october surprise um oh the one in october i mean in iran you mean uh, yeah, uh, well, that's the one the most Jimmy? conspiracy theorists go to. Uh, are, are you familiar with a guy by the name of Michael Reconosuto? I've heard that name. He was big years ago. A lot of people were uh, interviewing him. I don't remember all the specific information that he brought back. Hey, but his, his name is easily rememberable. But yeah, hold on a second. Who, let Samuel finish, and I'll get to you. Go ahead, Samuel. <laughs> or do you know something well, about Reconosuto? No, I just wanted to let you know that someone's messing with the buttons again with the breakout rooms, and we're in a breakout room one, so we need to go back to the main uh, room. Is this Merka? 
What? Yes. I, I, whoever did that the other day that figured out how to get us back. There's a. That's what happened. Somebody hit that. That's what happened on the board a minute ago, Jeff. Yeah, it's um um it says at the bottom of you have to go into the two people icon and then go into lead breakout room. Okay, can somebody straighten that out? I cannot fool with it right now and totally shut the show down to go chase this crap. Okay? And I wish we knew how that was happening and we could tell people, you know, please. Someone's messing with the buttons or something. Just please, you know. I mean, you got we got these problems. Is do you, do y'all like this format? Do you do. like this where everybody can get on this board? Well, then stop that crap, or we can't do it. I think you need to say it in the main room so everybody gets the point. But I think someone needs to monitor who's coming in and make sure that we know who's coming in um, by their names, and that way we can see who's doing that. Well, I, you know, it's just too much monitoring and stuff. I can't do it. Somebody else is going to have to do it. Somebody else is going to have to get this two-room thing we're in now straightened out. I can't do it, okay? Okay. Paul, you want to mess I, with it? We just need to leave the breakout room now, but um, I'm thinking, Roger, if we can't. Can you go over? Can somebody go over to that room and tell those people to vacate it and come back over and we reenter? We already have, and we're trying. Half the people don't even know they're in there that it, that it was breakout. So somebody created a breakout room and. Happy. Please quit screwing with the damn stuff, people! Please, Roger. I think you're gonna have to come um, get out of Jitsi and come back in. Me? No, all they have to no, Mirka. All they have oh. to do is come back into breakout room one. They just need to leave. Unless they're on the phone. If they're on the phone and they don't see that option, then yes. Can you switch back and forth from one of these stupid rooms to the other? Somebody go over there and tell them to back out. Can you talk to them, the people that are stuck over there? Yeah, Paul and I were talking about it. Yeah, Yeah. we're in breakout room one. That's the most ridiculous crap I've ever seen. What is this breakout room crap? Uh, all we got to do is everybody here that can hear my voice. Well, we just went, look, we just got cut off again. Hello. You see that yeah. email on the 22 ammo? No, I, I saw your uh, email. Uh, what, is it, what break? Oh, all right, hold on. What room are we in now? There's two rooms We're going on. Somebody has done this breakout room crap, which it just happened again. Where am I now? You're, You're in the main room. room. Okay, is there still people in some other room? I no Boy, idea. I didn't even know Jitsi had this crap. Whoever's screwing with these things, stop it. Paul's supposed to be moving everybody over. Or somebody is. It says Bean closed it. It doesn't look like they're in the other room now. Okay. <sighs> I didn't do a thing to it, so I don't know what, what actually reset it. I have no idea. Bad. I have no idea what that, causes it. I didn't even know it was capable until it happened the other day, and now it's happened again. It's really aggravating, okay? Well, it's really weird because it was bouncing me in and out without me even selecting it. Well, it may be a jitsy situation. I, I don't know. done intentional. I don't have. I any got idea. dropped I for a little while and then came back in too. So okay, in the middle of all this crap, where were we? 
Reconocito. Reconocito. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, we were Michael, talking about. All right. I, just hold on. There's too many. Uh, we were talking about bees, but over here in one of these other rooms, a guy's name came up, Mike Reconocito. I remember the name, and he had real important information, but I don't remember what it was. Samuel, you want to fill us in, please? Yeah, this this is a pretty interesting and spooky guy. Probably very intelligent as well. Um, he was accepted at Harvard. Uh, he's oh, he's he's up in age now. Back when he was sixteen, he he came in with an argon laser, and uh, they didn't exist. And the professor remembered him. He ended up in the CIA. The way it looks. He's connected to the October Surprise, Inns Law, Promise, Inslaw. Promise Softwares, where his name Promise came Software, etc., etc. He gave foreknowledge to 9/11, but they pretty much had him in jail on a made-up drug charge. Yes, yeah, coming back to me a little bit now. I Probably that he from was in the 91, slam. if I get it right, to about 2017. Yikes. He was. Re- he was released from jail for two months, and they got him again. So he knows stuff, and if you look him up, is the way you spell his last name is R I C O N I C S U T O, and there's some extra uh, in some sites um, I and stuff in there. It's Italian name, I believe. So. Uh, there's probably shortened English versions of it, and then there's the the true Italian version of it. But this guy is also linked to it would it appear these um, barometric bombs. He, he was that intelligent where he may have come up with the chemistry and stuff for doing that. So. Uh, but when you said when you, when you when you said October surprise, uh, I mean Gunderson was a guy supporting him, Ted Gunderson. Yeah, yeah, he was back. He was around in those days. I remember yep. his name because it's such an unusual name. Okay, just thought I'd throw it out there for people yeah. who are interested in uh, somebody who holds a holds a lot of knowledge from the beginning of this stuff, really getting seated in our government deep. He was probably trying to save his own ass to get out of jail for his knowledge, but uh, don't think it worked out too well for him. Gordon Call, Erwin Schiff, go down the list. All the people that have paved the way, folks, for us to be able to do this today and have the knowledge we've paved, all those people sacrificed some of them in their lives. You know, Erwin Schiff died in a federal prison, literally handcuffed to a bed literally hey roger yes is that wayne no it's chuck oh chuck well wayne, you're the though. guy i've been wanting to talk to you sound like him a little bit did you get my email yeah did you hear us talking earlier I, on this b thing this morning yeah i heard you talking this morning and that's why i called in so i i didn't get a chance to look at your email yet um but i i just recalled it when you started talking about this rock stuff and something about bees disoriented being disoriented i wanted to say too um haven't my bees are next to or right near a power line so you know power oh. lines put off dirty dirty electricity too so that's not not good for them 
No, nope. I don't really have a choice right now. So until I move, um, but I want to also state this: there, I am noticing less and less uh just other bugs in general like mosquitoes right, now right i go outside and not get bit by i'm not being and we're getting rain we've had rain and i'm not getting bit by mosquitoes the uh june bugs are less there aren't as many june bugs now um trying to think there and there's some i mean it's good not to have mosquitoes around but but it's, it's not. It's not. not it, no, it's not good because it's indicative that they're not around, and that's indicative well, that you might not be around next. I was going to say it's just not good in that it if it, it because it's man-made. Okay, if it was a natural occurrence happening, then maybe. Right. But what's going on now is, and that's what I. So I don't. Whatever the problems with bees have a, a multitude of issues alone and i only know that because i keep them and i have to deal with them every year and so we're up i haven't kept up with the locals here so i don't know if they're anybody's reporting more losses or anything like that my what i found is because they have mite spider not right. spider mite they have mite issues right. and they have uh grow mites and then they have uh, uh beetles that right. like to come in and take over the hive. So I have not seen, I've seen one beetle this year. One. I've not had to deal with them, which is, is I don't care. I don't care what's causing it. I, I'm happy. If you, if you're a beekeeper, you can harvest pollen and you can harvest uh, royal jelly and stuff like that off of there. If you, if you do pollen, which is a big nutritional uh, yeah, right. addition to anybody's diet, right? So right. if you take the pollen and you have beetle problems, you put a trap on it, they got, they got them, you can put them on the bottom or the top. If you put those in there, the, the beetles lay in the pollen, lay oh. eggs. Oh, my Lord. So you got if you got beetles in your hives, you got a major problem trying to deal with keeping them out of the pollen traps. The, the, uh so I can actually now, if I had the money to buy a pollen trap, they're about 70, a good one's 70, 80 bucks, or it was. It might be higher now. I haven't looked at them. Since might not can get them. Got up. Well, maybe. I don't know. So it there's a, um, anyway, so now is a good time to even start doing pollen. So I was thinking about that. Um well, you that, need to you watch this problem? video. You need to watch this video, this beekeeper, and look at the this stuff, Chuck. It may really help you, and I'd be very anxious for you to use it on some of your hives. And if you've got, and I'm sure you do, have a some sort of a beekeepers association there in Oklahoma, yeah. this is yeah. information that if they don't know, they need to know about. Well, if I can get them to listen, you know, half these ding-dongs don't. I mean, they're so. Just a short video. This guy's a retired army officer. It's very. It ain't even ten <laughs> minutes know. long. You know. I know, but it's like he's got it, pictures. Not, he's got pictures of them with the rocks okay. on the landing and of the bees congregating around them. Okay. 
So anyway, look at the video. Well, you're the only beak guy that I knew. So and uh, yeah. you know, this is my my friend Steve. He doesn't have any bees or anything, but this kind of guy he is. He contacted the North Carolina Beekeeper Association on all this. He doesn't even keep bees. Okay, huh. so. Uh, trying to spread the word well i don't know i don't know that he's gotten okay. he just guy sent it to me That's the other day but uh but That'd be it's, interesting. but it's uh, it looks like it can really really go a long way to solving some of this colony collapse problems and i'd love for you to see if you can acquire some of that and try it yeah well uh yeah yeah because what what where their mindset right now is is on the mite carrying a virus that gets into the because the mite uh, sucks off the blood, right. not the blood, but the uh, the, the fat or something right. off of the yeah. peak, right? Yeah, yeah, like a vampire, right? And then it supposedly it injects a, a virus in there or something, which causes the colony collapse. I don't believe it. No, I it's uh, it's no, it's, this is EMF and stuff because they were they will go over this on that video, so that's why I urge you to watch the video. Oh, they okay. do. So they, they talk about the well. They talk about that this guy thought that that's what it was, and he's come to the yeah. conclusion it's EMF. Oh, okay. and he goes okay. over the I background will. stuff. This financial guy from Europe. So go, you can go listen to it. That's why I sent it to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. So good I'll enough. Anyway, the the that's enough of the pretty much the B the B concerned part of the show is behind us. I believe, but you know it's very important. Can, can you send that link to me too, Raj? To to what with the link? I think we get earthprotection.com It's on that page. No. no. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. It's in the middle of the page there. Three of them. Right. One, two, three. So, uh, but that's you know, if the bees are gone, we're gone, folks. Something like one out of every three bites of food comes from bee pollination. I heard. I think on one of these tapes or something. You know. Well, so, some of it, some of that is a little bit overblown because we have native pollinators here; they just don't produce honey. So, the, in the a uh, let's take a, what's it called a a mason bee. A mason bee does I don't know how many times more, ten times, fifty times more pollination I, actually than a honeybee does. But the honeybee has a broader range of plants that it pollinates. I see. Now you're talking about what I would call a carpenter bee, that little bumblebee like no. thing that built no. Dr- no. drills a hole in wood and goes in and lays its egg. Oh, they're small. Okay. They're, they're if you if you're out around plants, go observe observe the uh, flowers and you'll see all these little tiny flying insects and they're little bees. They're I types see. of or something that they're in the bee family i think and the, uh-huh. they're some of them are neon you you've got neon green really uh yeah i mean they're cool looking there's yeah. all kinds of little uh i've got a mason bee uh, a uh pollinator native pollinator hive that's just it's got tubes in it and it sits up up against the house and the, the bees, those little mason bees and the other little pollinators, they go lay up in that tube and they close, they put little leaves over the opening and hatch eggs in there. Really? It, it, they're, Is that yeah. the sweat bees? Uh, I don't know about Are sweat they bees. They might. They might, but I don't know if they're pollinators. But they're wasps that are pollinators. Flies pollinate. There's all kinds of different okay. uh, flying insects that pollinate. So, okay, they just don't honey um, up. Okay. They don't honey up. That we're interested in the bees for the honey pollen, royal jelly, the wax. I mean, they've 
it's an industry. You I can, can take oh, and make yeah. an industry out of the, huh? Yeah, yeah, I know. So, but these others you can't do that with, so nobody's really interested in them. But if the bees are being affected, so are the native uh, So are the others. Well, I know I've heard Alex Jones talk <laughs> about driving around, and the thing that I, of course, we've mentioned on the show a long time ago, Bob, are you with us this, this morning? we got Bob down there in Florida with us. Um, there's a phenomena in Florida that used to be everybody dreaded the time of year, and I don't remember if it was the spring or the fall, quite honestly. But those of you who have been in Florida back in the old days or live down there now will remember the term love bugs. Okay? And yeah. these uh, these love bugs, if you travel anywhere, they would – You'd literally have your windshield and your radiator and stuff coated with them. They'd be all over the car. And the problem was if you didn't wash them off, part of their their bodies were very, very acidic. And it would literally affect the paint job on your car. So uh, people obviously hated the damn things in that time of the year. And from what I understand, it's just, I, I don't know. I'd love to hear if the love bugs are still out in the kind of uh, quantities that they used to be. I mean, if you rode a motorcycle... Man, you could you couldn't open your mouth, or you'd get a whole mouthful of them. I'm not kidding you. Okay. <laughs> no, he he talked. Y'all talked about it um, a year or two ago, right? I right. Remember about it and how it's decreased. They don't have the love bug problem that they were having. Uh, okay. Before. And and what the reason they call them love bugs is they're copulating. They're in midair. They're mating, and so they're oh. flying around coupled up. That's why they call them love bugs. Hmm. So anyway, uh, very indicative of everything. Samuel, you were talking about your your guy and out there and all the these the natural systems that are falling. Uh, that this is another one, it, and it's just indicative of what these bastards are doing to the earth. That's why I asked the question. I heard it rents and them talking about it. It makes a lot of sense. Are they terraforming the earth for a different species? circling back to the love bug real quick oh it's gene she's back we're circling back it's circle back (laughs) talk about giving a flying f (laughs) okay talk about it (laughs) oh you should have seen the things on the front of greyhound buses oh yeah like they had fur all over the front of them that's right that's right and and you try and maintain a um, uh, a family atmosphere, <laughs> and when you're looking at those things, it's like various pornographic positions. Yeah, yeah. It's a rough job if you can get yes. it. That's a uh, hey, Rod. Yeah, well, look at there. I'll be darned if it ain't oh. Alan. Hey, Alan. Hey there. Uh, you quit coming out over euro folk there a minute ago i don't know what okay we're thank you well let's see is it today seems to be technical day so the euro folk server probably got over in room b somewhere let's see i have no idea we even had room b's all right come on where are you that and no we're on we're connected to the server now the server may be having problems alan but we're connected. Oh, about the time that they were saying something about things on the Jitsi board, about that time, all the sound just went off on Euro folks. So I didn't know what happened over there. Well, can anybody check, see if we're on? Because we're connected to the server. It's there, that shouldn't have anything to do with the Jitsi room. And we're connected yeah. to the server, and it's got the lights flanking. Yeah, so there. Okay. It's okay. 
Okay, so it's okay. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. Uh, okay. Have no idea. Don't know if this is human error, jitsy error. Don't know. Just hope it, and pray it stop happening. So where can we go from here that's productive, folks? Thank you, Alan. Well, I wanted to ask you on uh, – you were talking earlier about uh, Putin and the gold yeah. and ruble. So they, so they have totally come off of uh, dollars. They won't accept euros, and they won't accept dollars. They'll only accept for any of their assets, energy or anything else, ruples or, okay. gold, or gold. So the MS King articles he's been putting out lately, he put out another one last night about, um, what was it? It had to do with, uh, oh, he's taught, he, he keeps building up uh, Trump and Q. And saying that Trump that Trump is doing a lot of stuff hey. right now that these effects that are going on within the United States is in Biden he's using Biden please to, please uh, please let's just get rid of all that crap Trump ain't in control of nothing okay no Sorry. I know but he swears that he's running stuff from behind the scenes oh. and that he's having an effect on it and that he you know is is Biden is that basically he's letting or uh, promoting him ruining the economy. So that we can come out of the ashes, and he's comparing it to Putin and Yeltsin. Uh, whenever Yeltsin handed it over to Putin, so they were in shambles then, and so then Putin brought them back out of shambles. Is what he was trying to say. Yeah, he went but, back. Putin's a, quite an economist, evidently, and one of the things that he did was going back and concentrating on Russia's natural resources developing them that's why russia is virtually almost almost debt free they're one of the most physically solid countries in the world right now because they've been getting rid of these u.s bonds for years decades selling them off a little at a time and replacing it with gold and they got a bunch of gold and they got very little debt well i know they were buying them just like china and all the other and india and other countries were doing not too long ago so there was, uh, there was a video put out, a personal video this guy put out was talking about Putin and because there was a lot of, you know, hate that was ramping back up towards, uh, Putin. And he said, now this guy made the comment that, uh, Russia does not have a central bank anymore. Well, so I don't know. No, they do. They do have a central bank. I don't, okay, I don't think so that's accurate. Well, Mike King puts it in that King, he had an Mike King, you, you talk about t- tomato bubble, Mike King or yeah, Keen? Yeah, 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 yeah. King. RealHistoryChan dot com is his new yeah, site. Real history new channel. Are you talking the about thing. a uh, and a New York Times article? I just posted it in the chat. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what he, his emails are. So he made the comment that. Um, his war putin's at war with the russian oligarchs which are zionists right yeah yeah well there's the, the ones that are the left that he didn't throw in jail or run out of the country yeah right and so they've gone over into they've either gone to israel or they've gone into ukraine yeah and well, then they're moving a uh, bunch of israelis to ukraine and have been for a couple of years yeah that's i heard you say that before um so that so at least I think on that point he's he's probably correct that there's this war. So if that's the case and the oligarchs are under control and there's a war, he said that he made peace with the oligarchs in the very beginning, 
and told them you don't mess with me and what I'm doing and you and I won't mess with you. But there's at some point in time there's something they don't changed. they so, don't recognize. Well, that's because they don't recognize any deals like that because they go to to synagogue in the fall and say that they can uh, they can lie in, with impunity for the next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know something's changed. So they anyway. But he had his evidently evidently he had his own goals to change. He had to, if he's going to do Russia right, he has to change out from under that system, the old system that they had whenever the the, the, uh, Bolsheviks took over and set up the central bank in the first place. So you see what happens is these oligarchs come in here and they rape a country like they've raped ours. It's exactly what they did with Russia. Okay. And they rape it a lot by, by exporting natural resources or taking them over and commandeering them and exporting them to other, their other Jew synagogue buddies around the world so they can screw them somewhere else. Okay. So what Putin did was changed everything and he's got Russia self-sufficient and taking advantage of their own resources. They're probably the most self self-sufficient country in the world they don't necessarily have to trade to get stuff they need it's the other countries that need them to trade because russia's got what they need well and ukraine has, is a big food source huge as well one of the and biggest grain resource. sources in the world is a western yeah, part of ukraine is it not called or was called the breadbasket of the world? Yeah, that like, in uh, the Midwest, that in the Midwest, in, that in the Midwest in our country. Yep, and California uh, was called that in the what's that valley? I can't think of. Well, there's a couple San Joaquin, San Fernando. There's yeah, a couple of very pro- yeah. productive valleys out there, but they do fruit and nuts and stuff. The middle part does grain, and that's what they're talking about here, and that's what Ukraine is. It's a it's rolling. Uh, rolling fields of grain, really, of wheat yep, and all that yep. stuff. Okay. Yep. And they, and so if they control that, they can control the probably a lot of the food that goes into Russia as well, because Russia is tied was tied to that. I don't know what they're doing now. Well, anybody can. You know, there's it's going to be affect a lot more of the African countries and stuff. Okay, they're the ones that are going to get the direct result of them of what's going on in the Ukraine and the subs and the the uh, subsequent diminution of food to, to Africa. That breadbasket feeds a lot of those types of countries the way I understand it, Chuck. Well, that's sad uh, because they can grow their own food in in uh Africa too, except that we keep them down, or we do, or well, somebody. They could. They could used to have great. Rhodesia was was one of the literally fed almost the entire continent of Africa until mm-hmm. uh, what's his name came in, ran all the whites out, and turned all the farms over to the blacks, and now they're starving. They're having to import food. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, that's what happened. Oh, uh, South Africa, same thing. Okay, they run the whites out, and then you start having issues. Yep, yep. South, <sighs> uh, huge in South Africa, and all of the, and now they've you know kicked all the whites out of like, for instance, the water department. Now they got all kinds of water problems because they can't keep the water supply running. Okay, right. so I mean, just say, look, this yep. is fact. It's not any kind of discrimination thing. That's what happens. Okay. Oh, I know. Hey, Roger, believe it or not, California is one of the biggest rice producers in the world. No, I didn't know that, Samuel. 
Yeah, the whole Delta area, and uh, there, there's huge, huge silos everywhere as you drive down the uh, 80 corridor um, up to Sacramento. All that is floodplain from all the great rivers that run through Sacramento. Uh, when you used to have a lot, we used to have a lot of water out there. You mean? Go ahead, Nastasha. Well, yeah, there's a famous Japanese family that grows um, highly valued rice among the Japanese community here. Oh, okay. And, um, but I think as Samuel knows, um, I mean, Southern California is a desert, so no surprise there. And the water issue has been with farming has been an ongoing issue, which is all government induced and Sacramento dumping water in the ocean. Right. And so it's a lot of it's man-made with the water that is already man-made controlled getting water into the desert but a lot of it is being diverted and dumping into the ocean so by sacramento and some of it are federal regulations too but a lot of it's state i know newness uh representative newness is from your area up there in northern california somewhere he was a farmer Okay, and it was that water issue that got him to run for Congress. He's been fighting it and them for years. I've heard him talk about it. The name of that rice company is Coda. It's the best correct or best organic rice in the world. Really? Yep. Okay, had no idea. It's a good uh, good thing to store up on. Get a huge bag of that for these times, and it's it's actually what what kind of rice? Coda. Is it C O D A or K O D A? K O. K O D A. Yep. That's a brand name, right? That's yep. not yep. like Desmond Rice. It's a family or- name, right? It's the, it's the name of the family yep. that runs the farms, and they have organic and non-organic, and then they make they make they grow different types of rice. I just don't trust. I don't trust the um, the state of the water because if it's municipal water, it has fluoride and all that other crap in it um but and there's an issue with rice having a lot of arsenic in it naturally grown Mm. rice having a lot of arsenic i I mean above and beyond normal arsenic within soil there's some element but anyway it's it's um your friend mike adams talks about that as well Hmm. um regarding our arsenic and rice so but anyway it's um yeah it's coda k-o-d-a California is also the biggest uh, 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 dairy producer in the country as a state. Um, and But all of this water, like Natasha says, uh, these big reservoirs were designed to have water in them after seven years of drought. That's how big they are. Right. Yet they let so much of it off, and some of it is to save the, because they got the rivers regulated down out of their natural state so far all of the salmon runs and stuff re- right. require these water releases right as then they use that as an excuse but they really don't do that right either it's all screwed up yeah i mean they're all morons well the government's involved the same same outcome virtually all the time no nah, i think that it, it's deliberate yeah it, well, it could be the farmers would have and Samuel, you've seen this, but when I've traveled up north, I mean, the farmers on their property have huge signs in the past for quite a few years regarding the fraud with the water mm-hmm. and yeah. how it was impacting them. 
Yep. 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 We got two videos. Two videos from her. Yeah, I just posted one in the chat. It's uh, forwarded from John Kamensky. He, uh, a friend in Russia, sent it to him. I haven't watched it yet, so. But uh, I just arrived. Interesting (laughs) synchronicity. But if you've never seen Dead Harvest, you need to see that too. I'll post that in there. They've intentionally been sending the water out to the ocean. Yep. You know, snow fell, snow melt, and everything. You know, yep. Rather than. Yep. So this is all intentional. Yep. It's been planned for a long time and been implemented a little bit, like these steps we're talking about right here years ago. Well, way back well, they, they talked about water wars. Yes. And remember what they did to Bolivia, the corporations. They were making the indigenous community pay for rainwater, and they um, rose up and said, hell no, right? <laughs> you know, and kicked the bastards out. But um, but they're back. Know, they, they came back and yeah. took over. So they, um, you know, there's been long conversation in regards to water wars and it being. Did, so, you, anyway. did you guys ever see the picture of that, you know, Bolivia? elected a native president who was a communist a while back i was down in argentina when this was happening and i don't know if you guys saw it because i don't know if they circulated the picture but papa the argentine pope after he was appointed over there came back and did a tour of south america and he went up there to uh, la paz and met with the bolivian president do y'all remember seeing the picture that the bolivian president of the gift he gave the pope no. Nobody saw that and remembers it? Yeah, I do. You do? You want to tell them what it was? It wasn't a sex toy, was it? No, it wasn't. You tell them. You tell it them. was a crucifix that was fashioned into a hammer and a sickle. Nobody remembers seeing that picture? It probably didn't get too much press up there. Anyway, I remember you talking about it. Yep. Yep. There's Papa with his white garb on. Here's the president of Bolivia presenting him with a crucifix that's fashioned into a hammer and a sickle. And it's just a, you know, just a casual little subtle inference there. Um, So, Roger? Yes, sir. On the water, you know, Oklahoma has a water board, state water board, and they control the water, or they try to. So, I would imagine all the states have the same Oh, thing. you can bet on that. That's where it runs through. A lot of the water control within the state runs through those boards. And they're not, I don't even know how they get appointed. Well, you see, we got they're that. not voted on. In the southeast, they got that problem, too, and it's been a festering problem for many years between Alabama, Georgia, and Florida because of the Chattahoochee River that runs down that's the border. It ends up being the border of Alabama and Georgia, and it goes on through the panhandle of Florida, and it dumps out in Apalachicola Bay down there. And, that you know, Atlanta's big problem is water access. Atlanta, I read a study that said Atlanta could be the biggest city in the world because it's got 250 miles that can grow in every direction without any impedance, except for the water availability. That's the big problem. So it's a, it's a problem all over the place. So, well, in a, in a way, that's kind of good because then it would be massive, more massive 
uh, traffic through there. I, I hate. Good lord! I don't know how Atlanta. We went through there. <laughs> Remember last year when we were traveling down south? We went down to go see John Weaver. Right, John Weaver. And yeah, I remember so, you went down there. Right, so we had to go through it. The, the route took us the stupid. I tried to avoid it, and it wound up taking me through Atlanta anyway. Yeah, well, fortunately, you got on so, two eighty five and went around it. I hope on the outside. Well, it was supposed to be on the outside, but it was freaking. I mean, it's it still not. Yeah, no, Atlanta is Atlanta is traffic hell. When I was there, they did somebody did a, a international study, and they took the largest cities in the world. And they took the number of cars in the world and figured out what the average car drove that in a day and multiplied it out times the cars. Atlanta had the most miles driven of any city in the world. You know what they estimated? Just the commuters in Atlanta drive every day 100 million miles. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Los Angeles was bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Atlanta's a nightmare, man. I mean, the traffic is is just a nightmare. So, anyway. Number number one in the world, Atlanta. Yes, who we got? Who's the female there? Judy in Georgia. Hey, Judy. You try and avoid Atlanta, don't you? Oh, I do. It reminds me of Las Vegas without casinos. <laughs> and I hated Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, I was there for about 35 or 36 years. Yucko. Um, um, I'm trying to figure this out when I get to this stage on the vehicle registration. Okay, well, I don't know if I can My, help you here, but go ahead. With the uh, affidavit mailed in and then the passport card and sending out your notifications to all the different agencies. I'm not quite clear on the, the vehicle registration. Well, is your, is your, let's the ask a couple of questions. Okay, is your car paid for or are you still, uh, is it yes. still is paid for? Okay. Yes. Uh, how aggressive do you want to get in this? That's another consideration for you. I want to make sure you. that there's enough, I want to make sure there's enough coverage um, should someone hit me like I've been hit twice out here in Georgia and it's cu- ended up in two surgeries um, that I'm protected. So, And the last medical bill was $160,000. I would, so, if, uh, you know, we had somebody come on here from Texas and talk about substituting a bond for your insurance, but that only protects you in if you hit somebody else. It wouldn't protect you on what you're talking about when somebody else hits you, I think. Insurance is not my specialty, okay? I hate the stuff, all right? but I know. Uh, but, I just wanted to throw it out there because it's something that I still need to learn more about. Well, you know, it's just now, one. If, let's say I hit somebody else and I hurt somebody else. Bonds, is there a limit on the bonds um, on, on the coverage? The, the the I think it was $25,000 bond that he was talking about. And, of course, if you hit somebody else and there was injuries, it could run up much more than that. Um, so, so if I choose to keep my vehicle registered with and keep the vehicle insurance that we have already, is that a conflict 
being a national it shouldn't be you know this there's two big issues that people are concerned with and this is the by far the stickier wicket because there's so many of these little considerations the other is irs irs pretty easy to get out of compared to all the was the car registered is that state property do i have to have a driver's license all those kind of questions you know um it somewhat depends i'd have to keep my driver's to have the insurance well that's right okay but i don't i we don't know i don't know that we've ever had a firm answer to that question do they require you to have an active driver's license to cover you with insurance i i don't i suspect that they do okay but i don't know we haven't gotten a definitive answer back but this is where the guys from texas called in here a while back and he was talking about this bond thing which he gets through his insurance agent okay so um as for you see every and it it depends judy on people's individual circumstances if you had some sort of a business where you know let's say you got a bunch of chickens and you had an egg business and you were out delivering eggs well when you were doing that you'd be in commerce see technically so you'd need a driver's license because you're actually driving in commerce where after you got the eggs delivered and you're going to the store later to pick up some milk you're going down there in a private conveyance you're not in commerce you know you're going to buy something but you're not actively in it from the standpoint of 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 perpetrating it you know my understanding again um the i don't think that if you're worried hold on if you're worried about does here's the question does the fact that i had to say i was a resident to acquire a driver's license negate what i've got on file with the secretary of state isn't that the bottom line that you're asking here yes okay no No, it doesn't cancel and supersede your affidavit with the Secretary of State because they are because you are under the threat of being uh, accosted on the side of the road by a sub i hundred hundred IQ individual who might not understand these things. So I'm not going to risk getting shot by somebody that's been killing women and children over in Iraq and comes back and working for the police department. Okay. So, uh, again, I've never had any problems with this in 11 years that have been reported to me. Okay? And the thing to do here is to cover yourself adequately on the front end, weaponizing your position and putting these rascals on notice. Okay? Then if you get stopped... You might want to have something in your car with a copy of your affidavit or some kind of something you've written up. I've got a file with the Secretary of State of the United States, citizenship evidence. I've notified important local district attorney, etc. And when you do the ticket, somebody said they don't have you sign tickets anymore. I don't know about that. Anyway, when when the officer and you part, you make sure he's got a copy of that with whatever he takes back and turns in. Because when he turns in their stub of the ticket, it's going to go through channels channels and eventually it gets to the district attorney who if there's going to be a court case he dockets it you know tells you when to appear in court and all that he's the one you want to put on notice he's the one that's got to make that decision at that fork in the road you don't want to try you don't want to try and argue this on the side of the road with a cop no 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 um that's dead end they literally, it might literally, it might literally, it might literally be a dead end. So would that be a, a copy um, that, of that 
notice that you carry in your vehicle with you, you don't call it a vehicle as an act. Call it a conveyance. A convey private conveyance. Private. Okay, but would you have that copy? that you carry with you would that be his to keep to attach to the citation yeah yeah he turned it in with the with no he turned it in with whatever else he turned in and you maybe tell him this is this is attached to this is attached to as an exhibit what i what you just gave me so should you be prone to getting pulled over which i'm not it would be wise to have more than just one copy in your car oh yes it would be a couple in your glove compartment and stuff for those types of situations and again folks this is where i tell you that you're learning the information is your freedom because even if you're not going to try and exercise it on this cop you understanding and having a good command of what's going on gives you the composure to be able to do this properly Hey, Roger, let me paraphrase something. When it comes to a traffic ticket, what matters is what is in the possession of the district attorney's office. Well, there you go. Okay. So this is why this whole weaponizing your position and putting these people on notice and using due process to our advantage is this all, all this where it came from, Judy. The discussions oh, like this. And particularly because yes. we've discussed this traffic issue for many hours on previous shows. Okay. and you know it just occurred to me uh would it be advisable for a person to go if they were given a citation would it be advisable to go ahead and sign it or not i somebody said they're not having you sign those things anymore the other day i don't know you know i don't either uh, okay, we know you'd want to go ahead and sign it. You'd want to go ahead and sign it, and when you sign it, you give him this copy of whatever your exhibit is that you're carrying with you, however you've ordered it. Roger, that was me that said uh, Idaho does not make you sign it. I don't know about any other state. But okay. I know we, we don't up here for okay. sure. Okay, unusual. It, it, it depends on the municipality. It's not just – I don't know that it would be a state thing. It depends on – because not all, like in Oklahoma, I've been ticketed in the – some make you sign. Some some still have the the paper that you sign. Some have a digital thing that you sign, and then some you don't sign. So okay. just give you a Do what? Okay. Regardless, it would be beneficial to go ahead. Roger, hold on. We'll get on get to you in a second. Hold on. Yes, who's who's Roger? Sarge. Oh, hey, there's Jimbo. Hey, man. As a retired police officer, I would advise you to sign the thing. Because uh, in you know it's it's a jurisdictional thing whether they have you sign it or not, and if you refuse to sign it, you're going to find yourself in handcuffs. That's generally what happens if you don't sign the ticket. What you want to do That's is either put UCC one three zero eight or TDC after your name, and that covers you. Yeah, isn't isn't it also true that it, you can precede your signature with VC as in Victor Charlie, and that means signing under duress? I've never yeah, heard of that. EDC means, means threat, direct, coercion. Do you remember Lewis in Boston telling us to turn the ticket sideways and you sign in uh, red and blue for the different parts? Something about rescinded? Mythology. I don't well, know anything about that. Well, I guess he said that. he did it and it worked. I don't, don't know. know. Don't know anything about that. Maybe that's only in Boston. Boston or Massachusetts. Taxachusetts. <laughs> Was that UCC 1-308? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. It used to be 
307. They keep changing that thing around. One day, so. 207. 207, right. Oh, my God. Okay. They keep changing stuff. Really? Uh, TD, TDC. It's now 308. TDC is the easiest. Threat, duress, and coercion is what that means. TDC. Yep. Thank you, Jimbo. Yes, thank you. You're listening while I'm working. Right, right. And it's by far is not my ballywick here. I haven't even driven a car in 10 plus years. So, um, coercion, TDC. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Hi. Hi, who's this? This is Annie from hey. California. Oh, hey, Annie. How you doing? We've spoken with you a couple of times, I think, right? No. No, you're sure. you're brand new. Okay, well, welcome. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I've been lurking for about six weeks. Oh, okay. Different oh, things. And I just had my affidavit notarized yesterday. Okay, congratulations. Thanks. I'm going to send it in, but I have a couple questions about, like, um, Buying a house, you just need your ID for that. That shouldn't be a problem, right? Yeah, so the problem is going to be getting a loan, and I don't know how the these financial institutions attacks you being a, na- a national because I'm not sure their remedies come back and attach to you, and I just don't know this, you know. I just don't know this area here. So well, I, I think I think all they need is your your ID and income and all that kind of stuff. Could so. be very well could be, yeah, and this yeah. may be another section. You know, this is what Daniel and Paul brought us here recently that I'd never thought of, Annie, which is to do this in stages depending on your comfort level or your situation. In other words, you can go ahead and file that naked affidavit here that you just got notarized, and you you'll have that on file with the Secretary of State. Overall, you you'll be free, but if you've got a you're going to think about buying a home or whatever you can hold off some of the other notices because he's not going to notify hey annie turned in her affidavit she's free he's not going to go out and <laughs> you know send notify all the agencies all right so you can you can implement this piece may piecemeal depending on your comfort level with the information i would i would say is a good way to put it i guess yeah that's what i heard him say the uh, last week or something so that right made me feel more comfortable right and then then i have to file a 1040 nr no, no, no! Don't do that. Okay. Okay. That's what you don't want to do. Uh, if you want to put the IRS on notice, which most people—that's about the first ones they want to put on notice—is uh, just go ahead and send them a cover letter, and you know, with the things we've talked about, and not not to be considered a filing legal lawful notice, and then you just drop them a short little thing in uh, uh, a cover letter, please find the enclosed citizenship evidence on file with the secretary of state please place it in my administrative file please adjust your records your actions and your agent's actions accordingly something like that pretty simple yeah okay and um so for the the irs then then what do you do if you've already like paid taxes and 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 that you, you get them back or no you know well i've never heard of anybody getting they even say you know and Let's see if I can back up here a minute. You know, John and John is the one that found this, what's termed these days, revocation of election. 
if you've heard that <laughs> thrown around. And that's what they built. That's how I met them, is they built a business based on that because John had found in the regulations of Title 26 CFR how if you've been misfiling under the wrong status, you could correct that status, send in three years back tax returns, and they'd refund all that money to you. That's what they built their business on, see? And for the first few people that did it, they recognized it. But when they figured out what was going on, they started sending out $500 frivolous filing penalties for every 1040 NR that we sent in. I got three of them, okay? And now they're $5,000 frivolous filing penalties. You do not want to send in a 1040 NR. I would just send them the, uh, the notice and just, I, I wouldn't file. If you like, if you send it in right now for June, okay, mm-hmm. if this year, I wouldn't file for this year, next year. Mm-hmm. And and the reason for it is because if you've heard us talk, I've heard lately the IRS has got on some of these buildings they rent, they've got floors of bags of mail that they haven't opened. They haven't opened some of their mail in a long time. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, uh, and the other thing that I really think is they've been caught red-handed frauding here with their crap that they didn't ever figure anybody's going to figure out before. And now they're not going to come after you and try and bust you because that gives you a platform to bring their fraud up in public in some sort of a public forum. And they don't want mm-hmm. that happening. So that's why I think they won't go after anybody. Mm. Okay, and then what about you're you're not a voter anymore, you're an elector? Well, if you want to be, you can go down to the supervisor of elections office, tell them you're not a citizen of the United States, and that you would like to change your registration to an elector and see what you say. John and Glenn did that in Utah, and they didn't have affidavits on file. When they were Mm -hmm. running for office, John ran for senator against Orrin Hatch, and Glenn ran for House Representative against somebody, and they started getting out on the campaign trail and talking all this tax stuff, and that's when the feds came after them. Mm. Okay, so it's not the same as the elector that they used. Do you know the difference between dead and dead dead? Hello, debt and debt, debt. Well, I guess I'm not sure I know the difference, but I don't know if this is right for that. But at, just go down and, and, and present them with that and see what they say, Ann. Okay. Ann, Ann or Annie? Annie. Annie, okay. What I part of California? All right, hold on a second. What part of California are you in, Annie? Carlsbad. Where's Carlsbad? By Legoland. Is that north south? Okay, north. So you're in South By California. Okay, Beautiful so you're you know we got a pretty active group down there in Southern California, right? No. Yeah, so Don and Nastasha, and uh, oh, you got meetings in the L.A. area and all kinds of stuff. Paget. Um, uh, yeah, Paget. So, me in the chat about Don. Okay, what you want to do, Annie, is send me an email. Mm-hmm. to radio ranch at mail.com and just uh-huh. say annie from california and i'll hook you up with these gals and these groups down there okay okay sounds great okay super now who was trying to say something a second ago Thank you so much. you're very welcome who is the mail voice that's me sorry hey sorry how are you doing i'm hanging in there dave you found you feel like you found a home over here with us oh yeah okay good we're glad to have you yeah uh, exactly where would an elector cast a vote? I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. I just know that you can change and that, that they did it years ago but without filing. And what the hell do you want to vote in this crap for anyway? 
Right. Right. Just wondered. Okay. But don't know. Don't know all the specifics on I it. Just, I, I just let it expire. I just let it expire and stop. Okay. Well, I, you know, this is one of those things you may want to go back and revoke. See, a lot of these guys like, uh, oh, what's that guy's name that's charging people that's associated with RBM? Uh, some of these fellows that are charging people and stuff, they want to go back and say you got to sever all these contracts. Well, you don't have to do that, okay? But but once you've severed the main one, you're done. You know, you can put them on notice, but you don't have to go back and sever that to get your freedom. All you got to do is get one sentence on one piece of paper to one guy, okay? Gotcha. Hey, so, Roger. And I wish somebody would. Look, there's Mr. Lewis. Is that Lewis? Yeah, it is. How are you, Roger? Hey, Lewis. I was thinking about you last night. We hadn't spoken with you in a while. You doing good? I've been meaning to send you an email. Uh, yeah, the shit hit the fan when I got home. My brother had a heart attack. Oh, my Lord. A lot of stuff going on health-wise in the family. So it's, I've been really busy you've been, with that. You've been distracted. Yeah. yeah. Been distracted. But anyway, um, I just want to uh, – I don't know who made the comment about the ticket, but it's – it's not uh it's it's it definitely happens for sure um but what i said it's, it's not a fallacy it's it's reality and uh as far as i heard jim say about signing the tickets uh would get you in jail signing anything is voluntary so i would caution people sign and agree upon it regardless yeah, yeah. he said that, not, signing, my, that, not signing not it signing it is what oh, get, gets them signing. their panties in a wad Right, right. Well, you don't have to sign it, is what I'm saying. And I don't, I, I mean, here in Massachusetts, I don't think that you'd end up in jail from that. I don't know about other areas of the country. But, uh, give yeah, that, yeah. uh, how you did that with the red and the blue ink on the side, please. Yes. Sure. Uh, so now this was for parking tickets. So not being pulled over. Ah, okay. This wasn't road. a moving violation. It was a parking this ticket. This was not a moving violation. Okay. So I, I think that's know. a bit, I think that's an important distinction here. Go ahead, Lewis. Yeah. I mean, I certainly haven't tried. I don't get moving violations, but uh, you just turn the ticket sideways, write your name in blue across it, the today's date in red, and, uh, excuse me, across the top, recession, the black pen uh, on the side of the ticket. Recession and black pen, the date right underneath it, and then sign it, your name in blue. Send it in. has to be done within 72 hours, and... uh, yeah, you'll get a letter telling rescission. you. Don't, uh, yeah, rescission. Yeah, don't do that again. Yeah, rescission. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, better, better you when I get when I get a minute, Roger. Yeah. Let yeah you know okay. Thanks, Liz. Well, better to put a quarter in the parking meter. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome, Lewis. And I was thinking about you, man. So we missed you. How's the garden going? Uh, not. Uh, I, I'm working with a friend who's helped me. I had to kind of stop as I was yeah, as you got distracted, right? Yeah, but but I got a friend in there. I got a couple things going, so I'm I'm good. Okay, okay. all right, okay. Well, thanks, Lewis, for checking in. Glad to know you're all yeah, right. Sorry, I'll be checking in with you, Roger. Okay, sorry about your brother. Uh we got Roger, a minute or so. Yes, you may, and we don't have much time, so hurry. <laughs> Okay, I, yes, um, I apologize. Um, I, I was trying to get in, but uh, as far as the VC is concerned, um, I strongly recommend it on before you, the signature um, because... What does it stand for? Is this Charlie, right? What does it stand for, Charlie? It is Charlie. It's Vicocus. C- V-I and then capital C-O-A. 
C-T-U-S, okay, which is under duress, okay? If you do the signature, you're giving consent to underwrite that, that monetary instrument. So that's just my opinion, and I'll, uh, I'll yield. All right. Well, don't know much about that. VC, at least we know what it stands for. Now, I've never heard that before, so it's, that's a new one on old Raj here today. Uh, about to run out of time. If you got anything to say, you better say it quick. Hey, Roger? Yes. Chuck, is that you? Yeah. I got uh, two years or two ago, my daughter and I did our, uh, rescinded our, or revoked our voting cards. Yes, sir. You know, it's supposed to take you off the uh, voting rolls. Yeah, well, it's supposed to take you out of the system for uh, jury duty. Yep, that and too. I got a jury, huh? Uh, that too. It, well, I got a card for a notice for for jury duty. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know what you jury. know you know you know how to reply to that, don't you? Well, I. I uh, sent him an affidavit. Yeah, I told him you're a U.S. national. You won't hear from him again. Yeah, so I got to take care of that. But anyway, I'm just my my thing though is not, that's not the issue. The issue is how did I wind up on jury duty when I've already revoked or rescinded? They, did, they the didn't pull. Card. They didn't pull you off the rolls, obviously. Well, or would it have anything to do with me still having a driver license yes might might absolutely very well might okay but but i promise you you tell them you're a national you won't hear from them again no matter what you got yes who wants want to say some murder was that you tell them jury nullification and they won't want to yeah won't want you yeah. on the jury send them a fija send them a fija booklet yeah right <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you said though recently too uh, to keep the original affidavit, make copies for everybody, including the secretary of state. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I yeah, I guess I don't think that's a real technical formality. I don't think it's going to come up and change anything. But if well, you want to no, keep it might the original, be nice to have the original. Well, yeah. just you know, just so you know, in the corporate world, what you would do is have two originals. And you can send in the original, and you and would also keep have your, an original. Well, I think because it's, it, it's totally crazy to send in a copy when it's addressed to somebody. It's normally not like it within the corporate world, a contract, and you receive a copy that you're one of the originers or that it's meant to be sent to. It, it would be sort of foolish. So you you make two originals. Okay, well you'd be like Paul and make ten. I've got plenty of originals. <laughs> original signatures. I did it when I had when I had my friend do the uh, notary on it. I had she did them all. Okay. She she did like twenty each. Wonderful. Okay. Well, uh, we're about to get cut off the server, and I got to turn this little shooting match, this jalopy on. Keep it between the ditches and turn it over to Jim Ram, who's maybe a better driver of it than I am. I don't know. Anyway, I got to do that, and we just got cut off the server. So, uh, manana tomorrow, guys. Same time, same station.